Well, Coach, I know that this is a huge second goal. District championship being goal number one and then practicing on Thanksgiving and being a part of the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the Turkey Bowl, all the tradition that surrounds this week. You can feel the energy, and it's so positive. As a coach, when you sit back and kind of look at it, what is what is this Wednesday before Thanksgiving practice really, how does it sit with you? I mean, it's a great opportunity to see these kids, obviously, that they're not Jaden Greathouse. They're not Jack Kaiser. They're not the guys that are the household names that have been starting and making plays for us, you know, for the last couple of years. These are guys that they're the Henry Testers. They're the Jack Cars. Uh, the Lasters, they're the, the, the Rones. I mean, it's all about the guys that are all about being chaparrales. It gives them an opportunity to go out there and practice a little football full speed for the most part. This turkey bowl allows us to kind of amp up that energy back again for especially those guys, those seniors that are having to, that may not get a chance to impact the game very much on Friday. It gives them a chance to go out there and play full speed and get a chance for these younger kids that are brought up from the sub-varsities, the freshman, the sophomore team. It gives those guys that uh, are everyday starters, gives those guys a chance to kind of cheer on their teammates, you know, and enjoy and, and let their hair down and have fun and smile and laugh and make big plays. We saw some one-handed touchdown catches. We saw some one-handed interceptions. I uh, saw some great throws. Uh, we saw a little bit of it all this morning, and it, it was just uh, it warms your heart to see those kids have that smile and that eagerness to go out there and play football. And the reminder that, you know, with all the work, there is fun. And I think that's really at the at the core of what, you know, I used to talk to Coach Dodge about this all the time, is that, yeah, we work hard, but we work hard so that we can play hard. And I think, you know, you can see that on a bumper sticker or a T-shirt, but the, the reality of that is when you know what you're doing and you have knowledge of assignment and you, you have such buy-in, when it is time to have fun, that, that fun factor goes way, way up. And I think between Tuesday and having your event out in the public, and then staying together as a family on Wednesday, you watch that and you go, man, what an experience. And and I listened to, to as you broke the team out, reminding these kids that these are their best friends, mm-hmm. that these are their brothers, that these are the people that they've been playing with since they were five years old. And to hear that from their head coach, I think that speaks volumes. It's a reminder of where you're at. We are losing opportunities here. And we have to earn opportunities to continue to practice next week if we want to continue to do what we're doing right now. And so I think our kids understand that. I think once we got into playoffs, there was another step that our football team has taken in understanding that now is we don't have second chances anymore. We don't we don't have another week. We have to earn another week with our preparation and obviously with uh, with winning a football game on Friday night. These guys are trying to cherish every moment they have together. And like I said, so many of them I've seen pictures of them since they were five, six years old playing Pop Warner football, wearing the red W in their helmet. You know, playing right here at this field. Their weeks are running out of those chances and those times. I think they're just trying to make the most of every experience they have. And, and as a coach, we're, we're doing the same. We're savoring our experiences with Chambers and with Great House and with Dollar and with Petty and with, you know, all these seniors that uh, hopefully after four more weeks, we won't get a chance to coach them anymore. And they're going to go grow up and, and go do great things in their adult lives. And um, then it's going to be to the next guys. But we want to make sure that while they're here with us, that this is a fun game. And that's why we do it. We do it for the camaraderie. We do it for the competition. Having a positive outlook on every day is a much better way to live than to be looking at the ga- the glass, you know, half empty. I think that's the message we're sending our kids. Be grateful. Grateful for what you have. We're, we're grateful to be here together as a football team. We're grateful to have friends. We're grateful to have mentors of your coaches that, that lead in some of these boys and to, to grow up to be young men. Um, you know, we're thankful here as coaches for support of the parents here of our players and, you know, of all of our administrative staff here at Westlake High School allow us to do this. Everybody that comes out supports Westlake football and the band and the cheer and they're all a big part of it, but all the credit in the world goes to these guys, and we're so grateful and thankful that uh, we get a chance to play football today and this week together. 
on to football because I think when you look at the, the story of 52 wins in a row and 20 playoff wins in a row, the story is you get these miniature versions of maybe what's to come. And I know that the football team and the coaches, your week-to-week opponent-opponent, when you get a game like New Braunfels, where the weather becomes an issue, where quarterback play is kind of unknown. And then you have these dynamic receivers and a very talented defensive front. Emotion and physicality that New Braunfels showed gives you kind of a glimpse of, this is the real deal. Your thoughts of just the physical and emotional performance that New Braunfels gave Westlake last Friday night. I saw them play the first-round playoff game against Reagan, and they were minus, obviously, the starting quarterback, and obviously for terrible reasons, and and – the ultimate curveball is the football team you get. You're starting quarterback 24 hours before you're about to play. He's not playing. That's big news to 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. That's big change. And I saw their football team kind of rally and, and play a physical brand of football, lean on playing physical defense, lean on running the football, being physical, and they grounded out a win the week before. So going in the game, we had a good idea as to who they were going to be. We knew they were, that that was their ticket. That's what they did best. We knew they had talent on both sides of the line, on offense and defensive line. Uh, we know they had a couple of receivers that were very talented in the backfield. All those things, you know, they were validated real quickly. I say they weren't surprised. We weren't surprised by them. They were validated by, obviously, their play and, obviously, by um, the type of players they had in their football team. It was a great challenge, and that's what, Wesley, that's what playoff football is all about. Glad that, uh, obviously, that New Braunfels came out and, and punched us, and I saw our guys react like I thought they would and started punching right back and playing to the whistle, and, and obviously we, we got to the point where we had a little feeding frenzy there in the second quarter and then kind of turned that road that into the third quarter and, and then obviously put the game away. I know we've talked a lot about individual performances, but really – you know, the collective is what's impressive about this group. And, you know, I'll lean on something that Coach Murdoch said last week. He said, this team is full of grit. And, you know, it might not be as pretty mm-hmm. as other teams that have come before them. As we always say, results-oriented. Yeah. In a game where you turn over the ball and downs on the opening drive, in a game where you have a ball turned over on special teams, which had not happened mm-hmm. this season, then you turn the ball over twice in the second quarter and you're sitting there going Westlake has given New Braunfels four opportunities and yet here we are still up 28-7 at half and still winning 45-14. to When you try to explain this to the outside world that it doesn't take an all-world quarterback, it doesn't take an, an unbelievable tailback, it takes a hundred dudes coming together and playing physical, gritty football. As bad as it can get, it's still not that bad. We're, we're looking for wins and obviously You'll take them any way you can get them. Obviously, you want those wins to be, you know, execution. You want them to, to display physicality. You want them to be, you know, with minimal mistakes. When there are bounces that don't go your way. I mean, that, that the punt that hits the back of your guy's blocking, I mean, you don't practice that. That's nobody's fault. That's the way the ball bounces sometimes. And it is what it is. They got an opportunity. We had a chance to stop them, and we didn't. They scored. They made a play. We didn't. Going down the road. We don't sit there and let one mistake turn into another one. Uh, we turn the page, go on to the next one. And, and obviously, well, one, one phase of our football team doesn't play to our expectations. That's why you have a football team. The other phases pick it up whether that be offense picking up the defense and special teams picking up the defense or defense picking up the offense and special teams picking up the offense, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a team effort. Like you said, results are results. I mean, I think we're averaging right around the same amount of points we've always averaged. We're averaging on offense and defense. The production is there. It's just coming from, I think, more of a, a team standards as opposed to kind of superstars that maybe we've had last year or a couple of years even past then. So hats off to all of our kids and understanding that we can win multiple ways and sometimes that uh, 
they don't go as scripted, but uh, you'll take it any way you can get it. And I think also you look at what Jack Heiser is able to do, obviously five touchdowns, and then you look at what Jaden Greathouse is able to do. And I focus on those two guys because in the last minute and 45 seconds of the half, you're sitting there going, wow, what, what has transpired here? But in order for that to happen, you have to have really smart football players on the field that kind of understand the moment. Mm-hmm. And you're turning 14 points in less than, I don't know, 20 seconds of game time. And you start to realize this is why we do what we do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and even Thursday before a game. This is why we practice special teams. This is why we we run our two-minute drill and as if the game is on the line, even if it's at the end of the first half. Right. We have just a minimal time to pull it off. From a coach's perspective, I, I think everybody's interested in hearing how do you recreate the energy? And and if you come to practice, and if you come especially to, to today's practice, you start to really understand how creative your coaching staff can be and how you can be about putting the kids in situations so that they know what to do when it happens. Yeah, I mean, there's finer points, obviously, uh, situational football that you have to teach throughout the year, and we have to kind of hit them again and make sure our kids understand and obviously use their brain in, in the football game, the scenario, understand obviously how much time's left, understand the score, understand how many timeouts we have, understand, you know, is the clock our friend, is the clock our enemy, understand the situation, the switch situation of football. That's just on the offense. Now you flip it around and think about it from a defense perspective. It's all the same things minus the other way. We want to keep them in bounds. We want to right, uh, try to make sure we don't give up plays over the top. We want to watch out for double moves. And those are all things that have to be taught to your kids. And they're not understood. Those are taught. Um, and obviously our coaches do an outstanding job of hitting those different um, different phases of the game, different uh, scenarios we're going to be in in the game. It's not We're not coaching on the sideline how to take a safety on a punt. We're not coaching how to run a 13-second field goal. We've practiced those things. We're going to go kick this Justin Tucker game, win a field goal, and win the football game. And, and that's really what that's all about. And that's the kids buying in. That's them obviously being cerebral, which helps our football team, is that our kids are smart and they understand, I would guess, probably better than most situational football. Uh, and I hope that obviously when we get in those situations that um, those situations go in our favor more times than not because of the, those uh, those lessons we've taught. On to San Benito because this is Valley Week, and obviously in Valley Week, Westlake has been incredibly successful. But again, this is that weekly, this is that annual reminder that if you're looking for emotion, if you're looking for family, if you're looking for support, when you tell the story of the San Benito Greyhounds and how the entire community will be in San Antonio on Friday, the story of the San Benito Greyhounds starts with what message, Coach? You know, it starts with, you know, physical. I think it's kind of fits right into what we left off last week with New Braunfels. These guys are averaging 40 points a game on offense. They're average giving up 9.4 points a game on defense. So this is a team that's used to scoring a lot of points and used to holding them to very little. They're going to rely heavy on offense on their run game. For some people that uh, don't like running the football, it might be a boring game for you to start with. They're going to be stick to their game plan. They're going to run the ball. It might be third and ten. And the whole world generally thinks there's going to be a pass on the situation. They're going to run the football. And there's going to be times that we have to kind of untrain ourselves as coaches and as players to kind of retrain ourselves about this opponent we're going to play. They're going to huddle. They're going to break that clock all the way when it gets to about five seconds left on the play clock. They're going to use up 40 seconds every single play. And their whole goal is obviously to run the football and to keep our offense on the sideline. Our defense, we have to make sure that we understand that. And that's been the message to our kids all week long is every first down is another three minutes off the clock. We can't allow them to continue to get first downs and milk the clock and keep the score close. We've got to find a way off the field. When we do get the ball on offense, because possessions are going to be limited, we have to make the most of those possessions. We have to score touchdowns. 
three and outs aren't good against a football team like this is going to hold on to the football. We have to make sure that we continue to get first down, stay on the field on offense, and score at the end of those drives. And on defense, we're looking for three and outs. We're looking to get off the field as fast as we can and get the ball back to our offense. We feel like if, if we can get them to that point where they're one-dimensional and they can't run the football anymore and they have to throw it, you know, we like our chances of our defensive line getting after our, their offensive line and their pass protection to get the quarterback. On defense, they're going to pack the box, try to take away 33. It's kind of what they've shown throughout the year. There's a lot of run-heavy teams down the valley, so the film and the style of football is a little different than here in Central Texas. There's not many teams spreading it around. You know, we know our best weapon is number 33 back there, and we, we know he gives us the best chance to be successful. So, obviously, we have a game plan to go in the football game and run it, but if they pack the box with, with too many dudes in there, eight or nine guys in there, and it's one-on-one outside. With We might uh, obviously take some shots down the field. I think it's what you have to do to get them out of that pack box, and we got to hit those because, once again, if three and outs are, are so detrimental to our, our success, then throwing a 40-yard bomb that's incomplete is also hurting you as well. Yeah, Fabian Garcia is kind of a weapon number one, and as a, I'll, I'll ask you to put your defensive coordinator hat on because when you have a guy like that that has been so successful, you know, a stone's throw away from a 2,000-yard rusher, and that's saying something coming out of the valley because what a lot of people don't really understand about that brand of football it's predicated on stopping the run too so the fact that a kid has basically torched the valley on his way up into the region semifinal it doesn't just say how talented he is it says how physical he is as a runner as well i mean there's times he'll be back there in the pistol you know behind the quarterback kind of don't know which direction he's going they run an old school stretch play which made famous i would say in the 90s by some a famous barry sanders guy out there in detroit and quarterback turns and runs the football and hangs that football deep out there to that tailback who's running off tackle with giving him the ball as deep and as wide as possible so that he can kind of see the blocks up in the front cut accordingly that style of offense allows a running back like this one all right with great vision to be able to run the same running play over and over and over but it may hit three different spots it may be an immediate cutback. It may be a punch it for about three positive steps forward and then punch it up in the A gap or the B gap. They're running, you know, the stretch play a lot. It's their main staple, but it's really, I would say, almost three plays in one. Their offensive line does a great job of moving. They're not overly big with their weight, but what they lose with their weight, they make up with their speed. Anytime you have a team that does that, dives down and cuts quite a bit, obviously, number one, you're crossing your fingers and hoping nobody gets hurt. And number two, you're hoping they don't get cut so they don't give up the backside cutback on a run that's pushed outside. Um, so it's a challenge. You know, he has, this is a compliment, obviously, some Jackson Kaiser-esque vision. And he's a complete back. Yeah, you don't get to 2,000 yards by, by happenstance. I mean, it, it's happened because his offensive line has given him holes. And number two, uh, obviously, he's a talented, talented young running back. Final thought, Coach. I know that this week seems like it takes on an, a new meaning because it's that final week before you start getting into the state rounds. And in a program that's been in it three times in a row, you know, you go back to 2015, and then you start the run in 2017. You guys have only missed out on two games in, in five seasons. And I think that's something to really utilize this week as you as you tell the story of San Benito and you tell the story of the Westlake Chaparrales, especially this year's version, that thought process of, wow, we've been through this round eight years in a row. You don't want the shine to come off how important making it to the third round of the playoffs and practicing on Thanksgiving actually is. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think you said it well there, Joe. It's, you know, we talk about it all the way back in August. We talk about before we start the season what our goals are and winning this championship, number one. And then number two, obviously, practicing on Thanksgiving. And that's it. If you can get your kids to this week, then they're focused. They're all in. They understand they're giving up their week's break when everybody else is out snow skiing and deer hunting and doing whatever, visiting grandma. 
Okay, our kids are here practicing, working, going home, spending some time with their families in the afternoons and the evenings. And obviously yesterday we had a great chance to spend some time together and continue to build on our relationships with our football team and, and our coaches. And, and you don't want to lose that luster. You want it to be something that everybody's looking forward to every single year. Uh, and I think that's what uh, our seniors, uh, the 57 seniors on our roster, d- have done an outstanding job of these last two weeks. There's no doubt the intensity of practice is raised. There's no doubt the execution has been raised. It's time. It's time to click it into championship mode. It's time to, to leave no stone unturned, you know, to, to make sure our preparation is at uh, its peak and that we don't wish away any of these opportunities we get to practice football together. Just so blessed, obviously, these kids bought in. So blessed these coaches, obviously, giving up their time with their families and their loved ones to continue to work. <laughs> we're going to go home here in a few hours, Joe, and we're going to spend a little time with our family, but don't get it wrong. There's going to be coaches with laptops on their legs, you know, and tonight when kids get put to bed, there's going to be laptops going to be popped open, and there's going to be film watch, going to be text messages exchanged. There's going to be any little nugget we might be able to get to our kids or to each other as coaches. We don't hope to be practicing on Thanksgiving. We expect to be practicing on Thanksgiving here at Westlake High School. But also when it finally happens, you do have to take a deep breath and a step back and, and, and be thankful that uh, you don't just take it for granted. It didn't just happen. There was a lot of work to go get to this point. There's a lot of work to get to this week where it's nothing but ball. Uh, I love these kids, love these coaches, and obviously we're proud uh, proud to be practicing on Thanksgiving here at Westlake and, and hope for every year that we're here. This is uh, an annual tradition. It stays one, and, and uh, the next wave of kids gets to realize what it's like to, to spend football, you know, football Thursday morning here at Westlake High School. Coaches, always thanks for the time. Happy Thanksgiving and good luck. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. Take care.